What's up, everybody? This is Zach. This is Craig. This is voluntarily rolling our Super Bowl. Our Super Bowl recap. <laughs> which, I don't know if Zach knows this. It is now our one year anniversary <laughs> of the podcast. We oh. have, we our first show was last year recapping Super Bowl 53. The most boring Super Bowl of my lifetime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one wasn't bad. This one wasn't that bad. This one was actually kind of fun. Yeah. It was a it was a much better football game. Almost called it, said Chiefs by four. Actually sent a tweet out uh, right before that big long run at the, at the end to make it go by eleven. That's with like eyeballs, I think, and I tagged you in it. I was like, I called it. But I didn't. <laughs> I was wrong. I came close. You were closer than me. I picked the the Niners. You had to score right. I did. You had Niners by eleven. <laughs> um. If you could combine our picks, we got it. We got it. <laughs> So one and in the year in picks. <laughs> um, no, but um, we're not. When we say recap show, we're not going to go through and really recap because if you hadn't haven't seen the Super Bowl or haven't at least seen highlights of it, then you really probably don't care. Yeah. About the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I will say that Mahomes proved that he's the best quarterback in football right now. He's the next Tom Brady. Absolutely. He is. He, but he had, he reminds me. And kind of take my green and yellow shades off for this, but he's the first person since Aaron Rodgers that makes throws on a regular basis that I'm that I'm just amazed by. And yeah. I mean throws that when you you just wonder how 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 did he get that ball in there? How did he you know what I mean? And there's really two quarterbacks that do that on a week in and week out basis, and that's. Mahomes and A Rod. Yeah. Unfortunately, for fellas like me and you that bleed green and yellow during the NFL season, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have many years left of that. Yeah. But Mahomes does. He's a young guy. I wish his brother would stop making TikTok videos. I wish his brother wouldn't work for the SEC Network. Patrick Mahomes' brother? Oh, I thought you were still talking about Aaron Rodgers. They both have they both have some stupid brothers. Oh, well, can we get both their brothers banned? <laughs> I seen a funny meme. It was actually a video, and it was a video of of Aaron Rodgers, and it said, "Miss this putt, you got to go hang out with your family." And he made like a really really long putt. I in saw that. <laughs> um, I mean the guy, he's he's, I don't know, it's. He just don't – He him and his family don't jihad. But we're going to get back on the Super Bowl. Mahomes looked human for the first three quarters, and then it looked like he kind of flipped a switch and decided to go back to being Patrick Mahomey. Which he, that's what he's doing the whole playoffs. Yeah. That's what he did every game of the playoffs. They play like crap. They come then, back from double digits all, three games. Never been done before. Write it down. Chiefs. They did it. Yeah, it's one of those teams of destiny, I suppose. When you do something like that, you're bound to win the Super Bowl. The Texans one was the was the crazy one. The Texans comeback was nuts. That's just how how much did the Texans suck? You were on your way here, as a matter of fact, and when you left your house, they it was lose. twenty. It was twenty four to seven, and by the time I got to your apartment, the the Chiefs had taken the lead and was fixed to score again. Yeah, in the span of a quarter. It went from twenty-seven to three, I think, to or twenty-four, whatever it was, twenty-four to yes. It's about a twenty-minute drive from my house to your house, yeah, roughly. And in that 
in that 20 minutes, the Chiefs scored uh, four touchdowns. Then they'd come back against the Titans. They'd come back against the the Niners. And Kyle Shanahan does what Kyle Shanahan does. I mean, we've seen it how many times now, Craig? He's made it to the big – props to him for making it to the big game because not everybody makes it to a Super Bowl. You know, Andy Reid had coached 18 seasons before he won his first Super Bowl. So, that's not – and Kyle yeah. Shanahan's young. He'll play – he'll coach him some more. Yeah. But he's been in how many? Two. That and he's choked in two. Two. The biggest choke job ever in the Super Bowl. You're up 28-3. And it's hard, correct me if I'm wrong, Craig, to blame one single person on – or blame one single person when your team loses. But yeah. when you have a 28-3 lead and your play calling just kind of – it looks like you're – Piss, uh, pick an ass corso in NCAA. Yeah. Something's going on. Run yeah. the ball a little bit. Anyways, we're not going to – Kyle Shanahan chokes. Right he chokes. He chokes. Well, where, where do the Niners go from here? Is Jimmy G the quarterback of the future, or is – do you try to make a move for somebody? And who do you make a move for? Here, That's the thing with – when you're good – and you like let's say you let's say you're a team and you're a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. It's hard to feel that need in the draft because you're not gonna pick very high. Yeah. Now I I know I know, oh Tom Brady was a fifth round pick. That doesn't happen every draft. You're not getting a fifth round quarterback at every draft that does what Tom Brady does. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's not falling to thirty second in every draft. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to come in with a late pick and end up getting your guy. It's also hard to sign a good quarterback out of free agency. You know why, Craig? Why? Because the good quarterbacks don't leave. They get paid. Good quarter like think like Matthew Stafford, perfect example. Is Matthew Stafford that bad? No. No. And he's never been you never heard uh, Matthew Stafford fix get traded rumors. You've never heard of Matthew Stafford's going to sign with another team member. He's yeah. always been on the line. He's going to be on the line until he retires. He's not. I mean, he's not bad, but they suck as a team. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to get a good quarterback. As far as Jimmy G goes, this was really the first game in the playoffs that he had to go win. Yeah. Against our beloved Packers. He threw the ball eight times. Um, I played you in Madden, and me and you both have eight pass completions in the first quarter. Easy on the first drive. <laughs> so, um, now granted, what they were doing against the Packers was working. There was no sense in them. Yeah, there's no sense in in throwing the ball. Yeah. But he didn't have he didn't have to, me or you could have. The point is, me or you could have been playing quarterback, and they would have beat the Packers. You're not going to do that against Mahomes. Yeah. To compete against the way the league's going, the way the NFL's going, it's kind of the offense, defense wins championships is still kind of a thing. Yeah. But offenses are getting so good. Yeah. And the rules are set to protect the offenses so much. For example, past five yards, you can't touch a receiver, right? Yeah. Okay. Tell me how you're supposed to be able to backpedal so you can see – because you can't 
remember, you can't face guard. You can't. You have to turn around and make a play on the ball. You can't yeah. just run into the receiver. Tyreek Hill runs a four-two, and he's running go routes, and you expect somebody to keep up with him while while they're head trying to find the football. It's impossible. Yeah. And you got a guy that can throw it ninety yards. Throw yeah. it to him. So defense is just it, it's not as you're not gonna be able to single handedly win a Super Bowl on defense anymore. Yeah. And the Chiefs and the scary thing about the Chiefs is they're gonna be back. They're gonna be good again next year. Oh yeah, they're gonna be just as good again. Yeah. They're probably already a heavy favorite to win the Super Bowl. I mean they're 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 only gonna get better. Mahomes has been in has been in the league three years, played two years. Um Every, last year, and they lost players from the team last year. They lost um, Kareem Hunt, which what he did was stupid. But yeah, I mean they were coming into the season. Oh, we don't know who we're running, who our running back's going to be. They signed Shady McCoy. He doesn't even play in the Super Bowl. And Damian Williams, who'd have seen that coming, probably should have been Super Bowl MVP. He had 115 yards in that game. Yeah. So moving on from the. Super Bowl, we're going to introduce... No, we're not moving on just yet. We're not moving on just yet. Let's see what you got. Halftime show. Halftime show. I'm not going to lie. As a red-blooded American male, I appreciate fine Latina women shaking their junk on television as much as the next guy. However, to anybody who was upset by that way the halftime show was, and I get, you know, some people would be, you had to not be surprised that with the names like Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, if that show wasn't going to be exactly what you thought it was going to be, we have known for twenty years what these artists are. Yeah, what they're it's you know. It's not like they're known for getting up there and singing. No, yeah, they sing. That's not what they. That's not no. This that's is not what people come to see. This it's not. Do you watch the halftime show for singing, or do you watch it to be like some big spectacle to be entertained? I'm going to say this, and I probably should pause this, but I'm not going to. Maybe the wrong people won't hear this. If you're ever hoping for a wardrobe malfunction again, this was the year. <laughs> Props to Jennifer Lopez. She's fifty. She's fifty. First off, that makes me feel really old. Too. Yeah. She looks. She's looked the same for twenty. She's found the fountain of youth. Yeah, I don't know if she's eating children or <laughs> there's a fountain somewhere. In, in, I mean, in, I, deep I, in the I, I don't get big into these. Uh, Pyramid schemes, but if she came out and said she was behind one of them, I would probably try. Yeah, you know, that was she, whatever she's taking's working. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what she's doing. Is she eating? And if her and Jennifer Aniston's taking the same thing, sign me up because I will look. I will be seven year old looking like I'm still getting ID to buy alcohol. But Aniston does look young. I didn't think about yeah. that now. She's like wine, dude. She gets better with age. Hey. Her and J Lo both. But we're, we're getting a little Okay, off. we need to get back to our topic for you. <laughs> I know we said we we're going to expand our resources a little bit, talk about more, but now's not the time. No. But no, the halftime show was, what, like you said, it's what you expect. Yeah. I don't as long get... as it's not far George Line or Luke Bryan, I'm good. I'll never watch that. I'll never yeah. watch Super Bowl again if that's the halftime show. Packers have to be playing for me to watch Super Bowl if they're the halftime show. <laughs> Facts. Um, something we're going to introduce here, two things we're going to introduce Zach has too much time on his hands. He has come up with two more segments that we have to think of stuff for. And it'll either if we have we're going we're going to try to keep it to where we're doing at least a show a week, dropping something at least once a week. And if we don't, we will be tweeting it out. We're going to get a little more active on Twitter. We do need to work on that. But the first one is the voluntarily rolling 
clown of the week. Us at Voluntary the Rolling understand that these trying political times that people don't want to mix politics and sport, so we're not going to. But we do have to point out this. And to anybody who watched the State of the Union address uh, Tuesday night, watching Nancy Pelosi rip those papers up after the speech, and it's not like she just ripped them right then. Like, you could see throughout the speech, she was, like, tearing them <laughs> at the edges. Like, she was, she planned this out. If you watch that and agree with how the petty actions of Nancy Pelosi, I don't know what to make of that. Because that was the most petty thing I've ever seen before in my life in politics. And Nancy, your trophy's on the way. You were voluntary Rowling's first ever Clown of the Week. Clown of the Week. Hawk, hawk. Um, and the second one is the voluntary Rowling overrated person. Because... It might not be in sports sometimes. It might be in music. It might be in movies. It might oh, be Oh, we're just adding music and movies into this? Oh, my Lord. We'll have my, another episode for Mine this. is going to be the Harbaugh's. What you got against? Which one's the one that's coached the Ravens? Is that John or Jim? See, I don't know. I think it's Jim. No, I it's John. It's John. It's John. It's John. John coaches the Ravens. He's, over, he's a good coach, but he's not coach of the year. I said it last week. You can't have coach of the year and MVP on the same team. You can't do it. <sighs> Because, in my opinion, the MVP, it, Lamar was the MVP. But Harbaugh had Lamar on his team. Yeah. And what they do in the playoffs? Choke. And don't even get me started on Mr. Coach. <laughs> that that fish-eyed fool comes in every year in his Walmart bought khakis. Nothing against clothes from Walmart. I, have nothing wearing, I think the jeans I'm wearing came from Walmart. Pretty sure the shorts I have on came from Walmart. But if I was a prof- if I was a college football coach making seven, eight, nine million dollars a year, I'd at least be rocking some pretty nice khakis. <sighs> and every year it's oh this is the year we're gonna be to Ohio State this is the year, and they don't ever. And that, using the Michigan Ohio State game into our segue to our next topic, top five. Rivalries in college sports. It's not Michigan and Ohio State. And I say that leading in because it's not. They're not. Maybe up until recently, yes. I mean, that's a big game. Everybody likes watching that game. I don't. I personally haven't watched that game in three or four years. Because I don't care enough about either team. But until Harbaugh can make that a competitive game, it's not a – It's not a. I mean, you know what's going to happen every year. Ohio State's going to come in, boat race Michigan, and that's it. So they don't make my list. Do they make your list? No. no. And I'll explain for one whole reason and one reason only. Uh, Michigan is my official uh, most overrated program in history. <laughs> it was a close vote between them and the Georgia Bulldogs. But, uh, and I just don't see why this game is important. Like, Michigan has. 11 national championships, yes. 10 of those were won before 1947. <laughs> yeah. So, Bo Beckler never won a national title. Um, has, a, has outside of the year Ohio State, won it and won the college football playoffs. Has The Big Ten hasn't been represented very well in those games. They get blown out a lot. Yeah, every time, just about. Minus the year Ohio State won it all, they get blown out. So... Yeah, that game kind of 
it should technically, I guess, decide that. I think it's the legends. I don't know what the big teams got. No, going they have there. changed for the legends and leaders or whatever the crap it was. And now it's just east and west. Okay, and thank it, God. Yeah. Because that was stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that game kind of matters as far as oh, that team's gonna be playing the Big Ten championship game. But the Big Ten sucks. I mean, they don't. I don't want to say that because they're pretty. They're a pretty good conference, but. They don't show up for the big games. They haven't. None of them. As, and I need your opinion. Is it the brand of football they play in the Big Ten? Is it just the talent levels not getting up there? Because Ohio State had a tie recruiting class. They yeah. always do. So, And this year, on paper, they look really good. And they run into Clemson, and Clemson beats them. Yeah. I don't know. There was some hanky-panky in that Clemson game. Uh, but uh, I I don't know I don't know what it is I think maybe the style of football plus what, what I, plus is, at the talent level it's, okay you know Ohio State's gonna get kids because Ohio State's a blue blood yeah Michigan should get kids they're a blue blood Penn State's gonna get kids they're a blue blood but no one else in the Big Ten is a blue blood you know Nebraska's you, in there now. Nebraska's been relevant. What, what, is Tom Osborne about to walk through that door and they're going to run the no, week back? The next Tom Osborne, apparently, to Nebraska fans, Scott Frost is walking through that door. He's won four games in the last <laughs> two years. Overrated. He's, he's a national champion today at UCF. I will give them a national title. They were the only team that finished undefeated, <laughs> so they deserve a share of it. If this was the old pole days, they could claim it. They could claim it. Because I saw Bear Bryant claim it like that. <laughs> but. It's not. But. Um, but it's just. It's, it's the, it, I mean, you had Nebraska's a blue blood. But it's hard to get kids to go to Nebraska. It's hard to get kids to go to, to Minnesota. It's Michigan hard to, State. It's hard to get kids to go to Michigan, especially with D'Antonio leaving all of a sudden. Northwestern. Kids ain't going Northwestern. Well, Northwestern's the Vandy of the Big Ten. Purdue, Indiana. Like, yeah. You don't see big time kids go there. Wisconsin's going to have a good running back. And a bunch of fat white dudes that they found on a farm. That can block. And Shabokin. And they, but they're not, and every now and again, they'll they'll flare up and have a 10 and 2, 11 and 1 year, but they're not consistently good. Yeah. I just, it, the, the, I don't know what it is about the Big Ten. Everybody loves the Big Ten. Everybody hops the Big Ten up. They underperform every year. The SEC, I mean, just look. I mean, my goodness. I, I, I'm going to talk about this now. We'll t- we'll round it out when we get to the end of our Alabama-Tennessee segment. And then after I say this, we'll get back to our list. We haven't even got to our list. Yeah, we'll I've got Zach on a tangent about. Okay. Look at the – look at the recru- – and I know recruiting isn't – recruiting isn't the final result. You have to turn those kids into yeah. athletes. But Tennessee – was 10th in the country in the recruiting this year. 10th yeah. class. Your beloved boss. No, we finished 7th. Y'all finished 7th in the conference. No, we finished 7th in the country. 6th in the Even conference. Even worse. <laughs> That's, y'all, y'all got a couple away that day. Yeah. The last one I looked, y'all were 10th and 7th. Even worse. Well, plus, well, recruiting rank is, all, every site's got different metrics they use. On, I think on 24-7, y'all were 10 and 7. Either way. That's why the SEC is so good. Look where the talents go. The talents go into Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia. You know, part Tennessee, of it's the part Florida. of it's got to be the weather. 
I don't know what's going on. The coaches, I think, is a big thing too. Yeah. Ole Miss had a really big, really, really big jump. I mean, they didn't they didn't finish that high, but before Kiffin, they were really, really low, and after Kiffin, I think they jumped 40, 50, 60 spots, which is remarkable. Yeah. And I say that I bring up Kiffin to bring up my number five rivalry. Not necessarily traditional wise, but I think going forward, the next three or four years for this foreseeable future, the egg ball is going to be fun. Absolutely. I can't wait for the egg ball. I never thought I would care about it. I thought the whole time I would go. Yeah. It'll be in Oxford too, which means it'll be a good, good time. Uh,. I think, you know, you can make the case traditionally this is a big-time rivalry because, dude, I mean, for a long time, Ole Miss and Mississippi State were terrible. So this game was literally the All most pure. This was the most pure rivalry of sports because it was purely about bragging rights. No one was going to the Sugar Bowl. No one was going to go play for a national title. This was purely who was the least worst team in the state of Mississippi considering the fact that neither one of them probably played Southern Miss that year and Southern Miss was 9-3. Here's, and here's the – this year was a was how it was a lot. The winner goes to a bowl game. Yeah, that's pretty much the goal. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're used to. And those are sometimes the best games. Because there's nothing left to lose yeah. at that point. If you lose, not only do you have to worry about being the worst team in the worst state in the country. <laughs> we apologize to everybody for Mississippi listening to our show. I, I don't. I don't. I don't I, apologize. Dude, Mississippi is a very – Beautiful state to drive through. No, it's not. It's terrible. We're looking at like Ayuka, dude. You get over towards the river, it's much nicer. Sorry, Ayuka. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not going to apologize, Ayuka, because I ate at a McDonald's in Ayuka one time and they didn't cook my burger all the way through. <laughs> Never in my life have I been to McDonald's and had undercooked food. They usually, uh, how do you undercook something that. It's halfway cooked when it gets yeah. to you. Are you are you doing taking it up, anyways? So. You're trying to give me one on your list, and I will tell you if I agree or if I disagree. Remember, this is a top five. We're going to give you the number. We're going to give you our number ones, but we're not going to give. Um, we're not going to or list them in order. We're just going to give you a top five and say what our number one is. All and right. so, uh, in the top five, I got Old Miss, Mississippi State. Craig, mine is a little bit controversial, depending on how you look at it. Uh. Mine is the uh, Pac-12 versus Big Ten. Otherwise known as the Rose Bowl. That's the whole point of the Rose Bowl. Yeah. People forget that. Yeah. Because here's the thing with this. These two have been playing each other for years. And for a long time, especially during like the 50s or the 70s, th- those two conferences is who had a whole lot of national champions. The SEC was down. Yeah. There was like that weird period between when Robert Neely retired and Barry Bryant and Alabama really kicked up. It was like 15 years. Big Ten and Pat 12 were fine for the national title. And the Rose Bowl was the national championship. Yeah. Because there, was, there wasn't a national championship game. It was whoever finished number one. And those two teams were usually really good. And right now, it's so hard for a Pat 12 team to get to the playoffs that this is like the game you want to go to if you're at Washington or... Uh, do you think, and the Pac-12 has said this, do you agree that it has a lot to do with the times they come on? Yeah, because, dude, I don't want to watch Arizona play Arizona State at 10 o'clock at night. I'll be asleep. Fun fact, last year, as a matter of fact, um, I had a 5 team parlay going for $5, $100 would pay out. 
And Voluntary the Road does not endorse offshore gambling. <laughs> yes, we do. I love gambling. <laughs> I love gambling. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Dylan Bonello at 94 by 50. They're giving picks out every day, gambling picks. They're doing a really good job. That's something that I kind of want to incorporate in the future here. Um, he beat me to the punch, though, and I didn't want to do it at the same time he did it. But um, anyways, I had a five-team parlay going five for 100. And I had four of four games won already. And I was waiting on the Utah, and I want to say it was Oregon game, maybe. Okay. What time did they kick off? 11? No, it's supposed to be. And then they had a lightning delay. And it was delayed like an hour and a half. And then we're talking, it's like midnight 30. And I'm sitting here, and it's in the first quarter of this game. And I'm like, I kind of want to stay up to see yeah. if I win $100. Long story short, I didn't, and the team that I bet on got blown out. <laughs> I think I picked Utah minus three, and they got beat by 30. Or I mean, it was bad. I woke up so mad because, yeah, if something like that happens and the game's delayed at all, yeah. if you're watching it out here, it comes on at 1130. I mean, nobody wants to stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning watching – no one wants to watch an eight or a, a two and a nine Colorado team play. You know, undefeated USC because a we know USC is going to win, and two. You know that's eleven o'clock here. That's midnight on the East Coast, where yeah. all the sports writers live. Yeah, they're not going to stay up and watch it. Three in the morning when that game goes off. Yeah. Heaven forbid it goes into overtime and you're looking at four or five in the morning. Yeah, dude, you can go. The catch, sun's fixed to come up. You can go catch Sunday brunch with the kids <laughs> over most of the time. I mean, you're getting ready for NFL games. You got time to take a quick nap. It's time to get up and start watching pro football. And I do think that has a lot to do with it. I really do. I think that people over East Coast and where we're at Central Time aren't seeing these games. They don't. Now, again, I don't think Pac-12 is very good. So I'm not saying they're missing out on great football, but they're missing the games in general. They're not seeing them. It hurts the Pac-12 in in playoff talks, and it also hurts their players in Heisman. I honestly think that. Well, I mean, how do you fix that situation, though? I know they're talking about doing some early kickoffs, but I mean, nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to go to a kickoff game in California at 9 a.m. And that's and that's another thing for to, for them to have an 11 o'clock game for us to get prime time. It's going to have to be at 9 o'clock there. You can't make a team play a game at 9 a.m. Zach, me and you both went to college. It was lucky if I'm up in time for game day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have game day out there. The the Corso would have to be up and coherent by 4.30. East on the, for, on, you know, out yeah. there for it to make the East Coast. Yeah, and if he comes on at 10 o'clock here. And he's not coherent then. Right. He's been up for four hours at least. So... We're rambling a little bit on all this and talking, but we, we're just we're trying to help the Pac-12 help itself. Yeah, fix, like, fix, get better first of all, and fix the times. And I, but it's it's hard. You don't know how you like you said how. I would recommend having like a couple games on Thursday night. Yeah. Or Friday night, dude. I'll sit there up and watch Friday night. Pac-12 action. Yeah, but not Saturday night. Because here's the thing. My Saturdays during college football consist of waking up to watch game day, and then I'm going to watch the SC game that comes on at 11, and then I'm going to watch the SC game that comes on at 2.30, and then I'm going to watch the big game at night, whoever it is. And then, 
which means I've watched football now. By the time the last game that comes on, at oh, over twelve goes hours. off. I've been watching football for twelve hours. I don't want to watch another football game. I love Crossroads as much as the next guy, but I don't want to stay up and watch the Pac-12. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pac-12. I don't. And it, it does affect them, but I do like your rivalry. I do. I do think that's. Oh, B two versus Pac twelve, absolutely beautiful rivalry. Um, the one I'm going to add to the list is the Army Navy game. That's beautiful. I 100 uh, percent respect that. Yes, absolutely. When Big Don shows up, oh, it's a party. <laughs> it's a it's a good football game, and that's that's to me the reason I'm going to put that on the list is for 364 days these dudes are brothers and will. Yeah. Actually, for take three hours out of that 365th day, and they're literally standing, you know, not literally standing by each other in war, but you know they're yeah. they're on they're fighting for the same cause. Yeah. But for that one day, they're on opposite teams, and it's always a beautiful football game. And I know you love it because of the triple option. I love the triple option. I absolutely love the triple option. Fun fact. My first trick to betting, Voluntary Rolling's first betting tip in the show's history. If a high-powered team, an Alabama, a Clemson, Ohio State, is playing a team that runs a triple option and the spread is really high, yeah. always take the underdog plus the points. Because you know why? Because it is really hard for a team to game plan for a triple option in one week. Almost impossible. It's very impossible. Unless you see, unless it's something you see all the time. I mean, it literally, if a triple option is ran correctly, you can run that one play every dry, every down, and you're going to get, if you make the right reads, and I know there's nobody out there that's going to make the right read every time. But if you make the right reads 75% of the time, you're not going to punt the ball. You're getting three or four yards of play, and then some of them's going to bust big. Yeah. But if you make the right reads, you're golden. It's almost impossible to stop. The Army-Navy game this year, the winning team quarterback threw the ball one time. I don't think the Army quarterback threw the ball at all. He didn't. That's crazy. Never forget Calvin Johnson came from Georgia Tech. (laughs) Triple option. But it's it's, it's fun to watch. If, If you really sit down and watch it, people give those quarterbacks crap because, oh, they're not good quarterbacks. What does a quarterback do? He makes reads. What's a, what is a triple option? Reads over and over again. He, yeah, he's not throwing the ball, but he's still making reads. Hard ones, but, yeah. I mean, you run it right, it's, you can't stop it. you got yeah. people coming in motion. I mean, if the one time you don't, the guy coming across, the receiver coming across for the jet sweep, they fake it every single play. The one time you don't contain it, they give it to him and he takes it for 70 yards. Yeah. It's it's an unstoppable offense, but that is my. That's your third. That would be my third. So we got two more. Uh, let's hear your number. Let's hear your not number one, but the other one you're going to put on the number list. two. Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl. And I knock it out of number one for one sole reason. This game has not been played in the Iron City <laughs> for thirty years, <laughs> so until they're playing in Birmingham again. It's not number one. You want to know why? Why? Because without the iron part of it, it's just the bowl. It's the Bama Bowl, then. 
Here is my reasoning for this being – this is my number one probably in all college sports, and here's my reason. State – two words, state law. <laughs> well, it I need is, to amend that law and make it back at Legion Field. <laughs> it is a state law that Alabama and Auburn must play each other in football. Do you know why? Okay. Guys, most people that's going to listen to this show are probably from the state of Alabama. Okay. As y'all know, we ain't got much around here. I love my state. It's probably one of the only states in the country that you can literally have, in a span of six hours, you can see the whole state, and you can see mountains, you can see, and the beach. Yeah. Can you think of another state that's like that? California. In six hours. Yeah, California. But nobody likes California. California is cool you pass all the crap in the streets Alabama is a very beautiful state we ain't got much around here but we got college football and that Alabama-Auburn game people die over that every year I mean how many times do you see grandma gets mad at grandpa because he's an Auburn fan she's an Alabama fan she kills him or this buddy gets drunk and this other buddy says war eagle and he shoots him in the face I mean it happens every year and so that's why that's my number one game. It's your number two. Who's your number one rivalry in college sports? Tobacco Rove. You want to, uh, I have two reasons for this. First off, I'm a former tobacco user, so I respect North Carolina because that's where it all came from. Two, uh, this rivalry is so dead even. There's about an inch of separation between both schools. Yeah, and the game tonight was proof that it's amazing. Yeah. If North you want, Carolina was it, probably the worst year. This is the worst year I've seen them. This is the worst I've seen them in in a long time. And they had Duke beat to the very – that Duke hit a buzzer beater to go to overtime and a buzzer beater to win the game. Yeah. I, might not have been a buzzer beater to go to overtime, but they tied it up late. Yeah. They won the game in overtime on a buzzer beater. Awesome thing. And I – I would say Iron Bowl Tobacco Road is like a 1A, 1B yeah. deal to me. but And rivalries is what to, one of the many things that makes sports great is the rivalries. Um, and they're, they're just fun to watch. And they're fun to play in. It's just it's, it's an awesome atmosphere. But there's, that's our list. You heard, you got the clown of the week. You got the overrated of the week. You got the list. That's pretty much stuff that happens on the reg around here. Um, and one more thing that happens on the reg and how we always close our show. Alabama talk. Tennessee talk. They played each other recently. We have a very special episode because it's the first time that we've been able to talk about the actual Tennessee-Alabama game. And no, we're not talking football because it's February. <laughs> We're talking hardwood. This is the voluntarily rolling bowl hardwood edition. Uh, Zach, how many points did Tennessee score? 69. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> One more than Alabama. And it was a nail-biter, and it was a heartbreaking game for myself to watch. Craig, I'm sure, was... Stoked. Well, I got home from work at halftime, and Alabama was winning by 14, so I was a little dismayed. But by the end of the game, I felt a lot better about what had just happened. I mean, it. The problem is that both of them, they're both so equally bad. 
Like, neither one of these teams really deserves to make the NCAA Tennessee, Tennessee is bad. They're bad for different reasons. Tennessee is in a rebound year because you lose you lose four starters, three to the draft, one to injury. Yeah. Bama's in a kind of a rebuilding stage. But they're both – and the records going into today were – Like 12 and 10. Both of them were like 12 yeah. and 10. And there was one – probably like a one-game separation – in conference play, and it was the game against each other. Yeah, Bama won tonight, making them thirteen and ten. What Tennessee do? They lost to Kentucky, making them twelve and eleven. <laughs> Neither one of these teams will make the NCAA tournament, and I almost they might not make the NIT. Bama, which Bama loves making the NIT, so I don't. Bama, we got some work to do. We got a big game coming up, uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday, when we go to the jungle, as Auburn's calling it now. Um, how many times is it if they walk up to the jungle by Guns N' Roses? Will you watch it? I want you to count how many times. Okay, one thing, and this, I I went on a rant about this on Twitter, on my personal Twitter about three days ago, and it just now popped in my head, and I got mad all over again. I've been seeing videos of Auburn fans redoing Dixieland Delight. And instead of saying the stuff that you're supposed to, instead of saying roll tide, they say that stupid, their little thing. Yeah. And I hate it. And they need to stop. We have literally Auburn copies Alabama in every every aspect of everything. We, we get lots. Oh, we're going to get lots. Same with Georgia. Let us have Dick. Quit trying to ruin Dick's land of life for us. Y'all just mad. Both of y'all mad because Dick's land of life is about the state of Tennessee. <laughs> It is very clear that Randy Owens would much rather be in Chattanooga than Fort Payne. <laughs> and I don't blame him. Have you ever been to Fort Payne? Uh, passing through. And couldn't have, got there, couldn't have got through quick enough. But anyways, back on to the Alabama, Tennessee stuff. Recruiting, we touched up. We touched about um, Tennessee's recruiting class earlier. I'm I wanna, let me guess Alabama's recruiting. Uh, top three? Number two. Okay. Uh, Behind your most overrated college football program in the history, oh, Georgia. Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia came in first. Bama came in second. Well, hang the banner, Georgia. My <laughs> God. Y'all finished first or something. It, we'll tra- do you think, and we'll close on this, and Craig is the biggest Tennessee fan I know, the most ride-or-die Tennessee fan I know. He was at my house Last year when they played BYU, yeah, you were not you were not happy, but you you never never once bad you badmouth some of the players and the coach, but you never badmouth your beloved program. You love you love the Vols. Dude, at this point, I'm stuck with it. It's like it's like I have a, a crappy dog that just craps. He won't, but he won't die. He won't die. And he's I, blind. He's deaf. I admire him for his resilience. Like he just refuses at this point. And I guess that's why I feel about this university. Do you, do, in your heart of hearts, do you think that Jeremy Pruitt can get it figured out and win the SEC East? I got a lot more. A lot more. Uh, I, I got a lot more faith in him doing that than I did Bush Jones. I mean, it's a rebuild either way. I'm not expecting miracles work, but he seems like he's better. He's completely rebuilt the O-line and the D-line. So, And here, here's the thing. And so he understands from a standpoint that the game's won in the trenches, so he's trying to win the trenches and maybe... 
I don't know. It just depends on quarterback play next year and what happens. Because there are times where Guantanamo looks uh, like a world beater, you know. And then there's times where I look where he makes a decision. He's just like. There's times he's MVP for y'all, and there's times he's MVP for the other. If you ever want to treat in in psychoanalysis, go to like ball Twitter during a game and just read through it like I do, and it's just it's like like you have, you've seen those things at the hospital where it monitors your heartbeat. <laughs> I wish some of these people have like a live feed hooked up because I bet the thing was like a roller coaster at Six Flags. It was like up down up down down. They're just I don't know. Tennessee is. I think they're on the right track. I at think least. they are too. And finally, for you, I could say I'm glad because I hope they go 11 and one next year. I hope they lose to Bama, but I really think that they are. Well, Georgia's falling apart at the seams. They are. They really are. Who's gonna play quarterback in Georgia next year? They, they I bet they figured on that Justin Fields kid, but he's gone now. So <laughs> they, they they had the they've had. Three quarterbacks in the they've had three players in that quarterback room in the past four years, and they've started the third best in Jake Fromm. Justin Fields is better than Jake Fromm. Jacob Eason, I think, is better than Jake Fromm. Yeah. From an arm standpoint. Yeah. So, as always, closing with the Alabama Tennessee stuff. Stay tuned. Probably won't get y'all a random ramble out this week. Nah, we got some stuff going it's on. A, it's, it's literally one forty, and we both need to go to bed, so we don't have time to get the random ramble out. But stay tuned. Next weekend we will be back. Um, no XFL. Qu- well, this will be our first impression of the XFL. I didn't get to watch any of the games today. I did not either. But I will, we will watch them next week, and we will come at you with some XFL stuff. We might give the NBA a little bit of a shout-out. Um, we haven't talked about it yet, but I honest, honestly don't really care until the playoffs come. Well, NBA, dude, it's like baseball. We're in like that weird period where you kind of know who's going to make playoffs and who's not, so you're just waiting. waiting. I don't really have yeah, Like something crazy could happen in like the Bulls could make playoffs. It's unlikely. Yeah. So, But we'll, we might slip a little NBA in. Obviously, we're going to have our list. We're going to have our mo- – Overrated. We're going to have our clown of the week. All this fun stuff. Stay tuned. Holler at us on Twitter. We will respond. Until next week. Take care. Don't do drugs. (laughs) 